hi and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek instalment of Bullet Points. Okay, let's talk about it. The festive season, a calendar filled with social events, canapes, late nights, alcohol. It's all great, isn't it? Until it isn't. What if you don't want to go overboard this Christmas? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So the festive season is something we all look forward to, right? For many of us, it's the time of year that we plan for, and it's when we allow ourselves to fully unwind, relax, and unplug. It feels like the only sanctioned time when you can really not answer your phone and not respond in a timely fashion. And for that reason, I love it. But as I sit here looking at my social calendar for the next few weeks, and I'm recording this at the end of November, I'm slightly intimidated by how much there is packed into the schedule. And don't get me wrong, it's a nice position to be in because I love to be busy. But work dinners, lunches with friends, meeting up with people I've been trying to meet up with since January, it's all a bit much. And the other thing about this time of year is that it's hard to say no or to postpone because every event and every meetup is so linked to Christmas. So there's really a very small window of time where things have to be packed in. So even before you begin, there's a pressure to do, to be at something, to show up and to show up with gusto. Because if you do postpone, you are sending that dreaded email where you're saying, shall we look at January? And that feels like a cop out and you don't want to be that person. I certainly don't want to be that person. Anyway. First of all, let me say that even though we're going to be talking about the excesses that go hand in hand with the festive season, there is absolutely nothing wrong with living your life and enjoying it to its fullest. I just want to make sure that that's very, very clear before we go any further. But the reason I'm broaching the topic in this episode is that I've had a flurry of messages recently asking how to navigate this time of year from people who have a specific health goal or lifestyle goal in mind and don't want to be pulled off track. Or then there's those people who are dreading it because they fear they will overdo it and they just don't want to. And truthfully, the majority of these messages are about food. So let me just say here that I am not an expert in this. I know a lot of experts, but I'm not a psychologist. I have no training in how to handle people who are struggling with food. But I have had the experience of dreading Christmas because the volume and variety of food in particular used to be something that would be so tantalizing that I would end up going overboard, make myself feel unwell, and I would feel horrible and guilty the next day and then for weeks afterwards about my lack of self-control. And it was a cycle I was in to the point where I'd look forward to December every year. And then in January, I would feel absolutely horrible about myself. 
And a few years ago, I would have thought that a bullet points on this subject where I shared how to cheat your way to enjoying more while somehow managing less would have been useful because I was not... (laughs) in the best place to be doling out advice on this but I am a few years into recovery from my own eating issues now and I do see how unhelpful sharing tips like that can be. So here's the best advice I can give you if indeed you are one of the people who has messaged me about this and already worried about Christmas or it is something that has been on your mind. If the amount of food and drink that's around over the festive season is something that causes you stress, discomfort or displeasure for whatever your personal reasons may be, then perhaps there is something more at play. And that's not to scare you, that's not to scaremonger or to make everyone have the same problem I did. I'm saying this because if I could go back in time and whisper in my ear something helpful and useful about the festive season specifically, it wouldn't be to not drink, it wouldn't be to only have one of every canopy at the party, it wouldn't be to not have carbs, it wouldn't be to stick to clear spirits, and it wouldn't be to pretend to drink an alcoholic drink while nursing a soft one. Can I get a shout out for every vodka lime and soda that was just a lime and soda? We've all been there. Ultimately, none of those things are helpful in the long term. And look, I'm not suggesting that if you fret about food and drink excesses over Christmas that you're dealing with an eating disorder, as I was. But if there is a preoccupation with food to the point that when it's freely available, it causes you stress or worry, then maybe it is worth chatting to someone to figure out what's really going on. And if it is something that needs a little bit more of your attention, not something that you're able to sort of put on the shelf for 11 months of the year, only to bring it down for December when you really do want to be able to enjoy yourself. And I always recommend BEAT, so that's BEAT Eating Disorders, because they have spoken to so many people who have subsequently been in touch with me to let me know how helpful the conversation was. I remember it was Dr. Rupi Ordula who suggested I speak to them or got in touch with them when I told him about my issues. And actually, truthfully, I was struggling with food and never even thought that there would be any kind of resource for help or support. And so I'm very glad that A, I found out about them, but B, I can share them. I cannot tell you how many times people, when I've talked about them, on Instagram mainly, when I've linked to them, how within the next 48 hours, somebody will send me a message saying, I had a conversation, I was completely honest, oh my goodness, I had no idea this is what was going on. I had, I felt listened to, heard, seen for the first time ever. It's been so helpful. So if it is something that takes up a lot of brain space, that's just me flagging up that there is perhaps a phone call that you could make that could help you see it with more clarity. And also let's not shy away from the feelings that show up after Christmas, because this is where it always used to get me. Even if I had started out the festive season with the intention of being abstemious or modest in my consumption... Oh dear. By the t- I can re- even remember the pep talks I would give myself about that. You know, don't do this, don't eat that, don't have... I, it would always be don't, 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 don't. That was the only way I was going to survive. But obviously it didn't work. And by the time I found myself in the no man's land between Christmas and New Year, I would be eating handfuls of after eights out of the fridge for breakfast and reheating Christmas pudding for lunch. And if you don't keep your after eights in the fridge, I'm sorry, but that is, there's something wrong because that's the only way to enjoy an after eight in my opinion. And then in January, I'd have that feeling of, damn it, Emma, why couldn't you stop? And the self-hatred would bubble up and just completely overtake me. And it would be compounded by the fact that my clothes wouldn't fit as nicely or the fact that I would then get on the scales in January and I would see that there had been a sharp spike in my weight, which only served to confirm just how excessive I had been, but had been trying to deny mainly to myself. And that feeling still feels quite raw. I can still remember vividly as I'm saying that I can think about 
the scales in gyms that I used to go to and in the first week of January back from holiday stepping on the scales and being like wow wow that was that was a lot and the feelings of shame or embarrassment and the deep sense of failure I'd feel in January knowing I had been unable to employ any kind of self-control around food And as I've said, there is nothing wrong with enjoying everything that goes hand in hand with celebrating and with Christmas and with fun and with parties. But if it leaves you feeling helpless, worthless and shameful, then it is something that deserves your attention because I don't believe that that is the way that it should be for anyone. It was for me and it now isn't. So if it is like that for you now, I don't want it to be. I want to be able to try and signpost you to a place where hopefully you feel more neutral. And all that's to say that the reason this time of year no longer fills me with dread is because of the work I've done to understand my issues with and around food, to quiet the constant chatter in my mind, to ignore the go on, just one won't hurt, and the voice that says it's only once a year and all those other prompts my brain would send me to just keep consuming as much as possible. Now I have a normal that doesn't feel out of control. And by normal, I mean I eat in a way now where I'm not swaying between starving myself and binging. I have a normal I can come back to after a holiday or a celebration so that I can enjoy myself without worry, which means I nothing is off the table. After eights are permissible. Christmas pudding for lunch is okay, I, if I want it, because what I know I can come back to is rational and doesn't occupy brain space. It's very, it's not complex in the way that all of the noise in my head used to be around food. And I've also paid a lot of attention to how certain foods, alcohol and volume of food make me feel. And so I can make much better decisions because I know with certainty whether something is going to make me feel rubbish or not. So case in point, I drank way more than usual recently. Kind of crept up on me. I didn't realise I was doing it weirdly. I was just having a very good time and I kept drinking. And I suffered the consequences of quite a bad hangover. And look, a hangover isn't a big deal. It really isn't. But I was furious with myself. Not because I felt rubbish, not because I drunk too much, but because I like to be able to feel as though I can carry on with my day. And I hated the fact that it limited what I was able to do. I just wanted to, I just couldn't wait till bedtime. And again, I just felt rubbish. I felt like I was operating at 50%. And I now really enjoy operating. I would like, I would like to say 100%, but it's not that all the time. But I hope that you understand what I'm saying there and the fact that I like to be able to get up and do the things that I want to do. And if I have to make a choice not to do something because of drinking too much, when I know it's going to make me feel like that, then I get cross. Anyway, again, a drink is fine. A hangover is to be expected. It's not it's not a bad thing. It's just an observation. The other thing I will say in and amongst a broad and very complicated topic is that if you do ever feel this kind of worry, whether it's around food and excess at any time of year or specifically at Christmas, then you really, really aren't alone. More people than we realize have these sorts of concerns and worries. I receive a lot of messages. Whenever I talk about my issues with food, I get a lot of emails and DMs with people saying, they, I've articulated something in a way that they've never been able to express or that the words that came out of my mouth are the words that are in their head and very private and shameful at all times. So you are not alone at all. More people than we realize really are um, struggling with this 
and they don't even necessarily realize it's a struggle which is why people like beat are so useful because if you can call them up and tell them how you're feeling and how it's showing up for you in your life how it might be life limiting how it might be making you feel sad how it might be making you opt out of the life that you have because you're scared of the feelings and actions then you won't be telling them something they haven't heard before and they'll likely have some words of wisdom like I said, I'm not suggesting everyone has an eating disorder. I don't want you. I don't want to sort of start a big club and like, Emma's club of people with eating disorder. No, 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 no. But I do think we need to acknowledge that sometimes what looks like greed or a lack of self-control, which is what I used to get a lot when I used to eat in a different way, people would think that it was just willful. It's not. It's actually coming from a very different place. It's not something you can just stop. It's not something you can put down. It's something that does need a little bit of care, help, and understanding and support to overcome and if there's one thing my most excellent listeners i'd love you to take from me from someone who is very caught up in these horrible self-sabotaging thoughts sabotaging sabotaging thoughts it's that it is possible to find a way out and to actually find your own version of normal that also includes a huge portion of enjoyment because i never thought that i would be able to achieve that and i do feel as though I'm being honest when I tell you that I have been able to get to that place. So don't fret about the festive season. But if it causes you a level of stress that you feel is uncomfortable, then maybe it is time to have a conversation with somebody about that. Because the data would show that more people struggle with this kind of issue around food that becomes very clouded in shame, becomes quite hidden. Because people will dismiss it, like I said a a minute ago, as as just greedy, a willful lack of self-control. And it's not. There's something bigger at play. More people struggle with these sorts of issues than struggle with, the data says, than struggle with anorexia nervosa and anorexia bulimia combined. So I think we need to validate those feelings and allow the space for people to have a conversation about what it might be that they're experiencing so that they can then take the steps as I was able to do to start a path of recovery. So excess over the festive season, it's going to be around. Um, Nothing is bad and wrong, but you will know whether you need to have, not have a word with yourself, that's a terrible way of saying it, but if it feels terrifying or if you're worried or if you dread January because of your actions in December, then again, I'm just suggesting that people like Beat or a mental health professional might just be a really wise investment in yourself to have that conversation and to unpick whether something else is at play that you can overcome because it can be overcome. That's everything for Bullet Points this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following, for commenting on my post, for subscribing, for spreading the word about the podcast. I appreciate it hugely. As we head into the festive season, I wish you a very, very jolly one and one full of glitter sparkles, fairy lights and all the good stuff. Um, Thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next one.
one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 